Five. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sterling McKinley, and tonight we have a great guest with us tonight. We have Dr. Eric Holmes. He's a speaker, a trainer, and a life coach. But once again, this is In the Black, and every week we share stories of diverse entrepreneurs. We share their journey, their challenges, their success stories, and how they built a profitable business. And not only a profitable business, but how they become profitable in all areas of their life, whether that's financial, spiritual, mental, but also their business. So, Dr. Holmes, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, my brother? Listen, <laughs> Sterling, thank you so much, um, my awesome, amazing brother, for this opportunity um, just to be on this amazing podcast and to share with you. Um, I'm just super excited, always humble, and a privilege um, to share in the opportunity here with anyone or on anyone's platform it's a privilege yeah they, people don't have you. to so it's a privilege and i love what you're doing so i right. follow you every week and um, <laughs> i'm just excited to be here appreciate that yeah i was on your podcast a while ago and uh you know thanks again and like you said we got support each other so um you know we have platforms we have books speaking whatever let's definitely share that so I want you to, I give a brief bio because I hate reading bios because they're, they're long and boring, but I want to turn it over to you and I want you to take 30 seconds to a minute and tell us who is Dr. Eric Holmes and, and what do you, what do you do? Um, and I, I'm like you long bios and all that just get right <laughs> to the point, you know, cause some people get offended when you don't read them all, you know, they can read them, you know, and your work will speak for you. Um, my name is Dr. Eric Holmes. Everybody calls me Dr. E. I'm a native of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, went to school, went to college, uh, come from a family of eight, uh, and five brothers, two sisters moved here to Maryland. Um, been in a, uh, employee of Johns Hopkins and has sent you a healthcare worker for the last 25 years. I'm a certified life coach, certified behavioral health and mental health coach, uh, a wow. best-selling author. Um, and, you know, I am a servant who just said yes, you know, and so that's just all of it. You know, people can read all the accolades, got degrees and all of that, but the mere fact that I'm just a servant and I'm just one job to just continue to push press and pursue purpose to connect with destiny. All right, great. Thank you for that. So let's start off. You mean you do you do so much. So let's go back to when you, you know, first started, you know, you're you're speaking and really got started, you know, really beginning your career. Can you talk talk to us about some of your early experiences? Um, Actually, it started or as my first lady would say, it's already in you. What you've been doing or what your purpose is, you already been doing it. Just sometimes catches up right. to the timing and season, the maturity. And right. so I've been speaking like from school when I was little, you know, all <laughs> okay. of that. Right. But it just really caught up to the maturity now. And okay. so um, even me going to uh, different schools, different trainings, or even when I did um, powerful public speaking at the Cary Business School and okay. developing that craft and that career, even as a as a, uh, a minister of the gospel. So speaking is already in the natural right. as well as in the spiritual. And so the journey began, one, it started when I was younger, you know, but as we grow, mature and develop, then you really start to come into what you've right. really been called to do. And so right. now here I am. <laughs> And the maturity and the timeliness, even, but yeah. yet always perfecting my craft. Okay, well, let's talk about that. You know, like, like you said, I think you know from childhood, we all, you know, ha I think have a have a path and a purpose, and it, it, we older we discover that. So, 
for you, what was that phase where you really started to take your, your speaking and your, your career, I guess, more seriously? What was that transition like for you? Um, one, being asked, one, to whether it was on, I've, I've done a radio, so of course I'm a radio host too. So okay. um, um, with radio and being on radio, even before becoming a radio host, uh, it was like whether it was in school, whether you were called to speak, whether it was funerals, whether it was weddings, whether it was just, you know, to give an invocation, whether it was to give a greeting. So it's always been, right. I was being called um, to speak somewhere. Okay. But me not knowing that that would be part of the journey as right. a speaker. And so um, being called in different things or speaking at different events, family reunions, you just name was just speaking. Right. You know, it's but natural. for us, it's not like, oh, this is what I've been called to do right. as a be a speaker. But now with the maturity, as I said, and the journey and the process is now that that is part of who I am. Okay, great. All right. So what were some of the early lessons you learned? You know, just you know, like you said, speaking was was natural. You always did it. But what are some early lessons you learned about about speaking and also about, about yourself? Um, one of the things is always surround yourself with those with wisdom, knowledge okay. of where you're trying to go uh, for those who can love you enough to tell you the truth. Right. And that help mentor you into where you're going. And a lot of times people don't love people enough to tell them the truth. So I remember as a minister of the gospel, uh, my sister, I would send her my sermons of when I preached. And okay. she's like, you said this too many. Now she's an educator, so you already know. <laughs> she picks up on all the language and all of this. Right. And even my first lady being my professor in my second master's and in my doctoral program, but even early on as a minister in the gospel, wow, it's been 22 years. And so she would say, you said this too many times, go back and listen. <laughs> so right, she right. would make me go back and listen. Okay. And so what I do now, I go back and listen. Right. When I listen to myself and I listen and then I say, wow, if I say, say, uh, we use and I made it say I use it four times. I'm just using that because I learned those different type right. of things and powerful public speaking as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and so not to say, um, you know, we say, um, right. and, and we say all these different filler words so much that we really don't realize we've said that, but she brought it to my attention. So now mm -hmm. I'm more keen because I can hear my sister. Now, if right. I'm going to speak, I'm like, wait a minute, did I, da, 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 da. But I go back and listen. And so making okay. sure you have people that can pour that and share that knowledge or that wisdom. And I even remember when I preached a message and my pastor called me and was giving me, you know, it's his job to help develop us. He was like, son, X, Y, X, Y, Z. So now right. when I prepare my sermons or now when I have to speak, mm -hmm. you know, I practice, I perfect my craft, you know, right. I study and you have to do that. Yeah, I, I like what you, what you said. And, and I think, too playing things back you know a lot of times those filler words that we, that we say our crutch words they dilute our message sometimes so you know it, it's all about one speaking but making sure that people that are hearing you are receiving your message and the cleaner your uh your delivery can be the better so i appreciate that and then also you know the points of having having a mentor was anybody else early on who kind of pushed you in a certain direction or told you that you know, hey, do this better or encouraged you? I I had teachers. See, when we were coming up, we had guidance counselors. Right. We had teachers that they loved what they did. I know we're in a whole new generation now, right. but they made us. I remember one of my algebra teachers who just passed. 
um, several months ago, I remember him making me take an exam or he said, and I know you're not finished, right. but he <laughs> made me take that over. One of my right. typing teachers, Miss Blaze, she said, listen, I need you to go back and do that again. So she right. made me take my, that's why I can type real good today. Okay. But they made us, they didn't right. just settle for, oh, I was finished or, right. you know, I had a biology teacher, Dr. Love. Now, at that time, my sister was on the school board. He's like, I'm calling your sister. I had to go back, take the exam. And, you know, I'm <laughs> glad I did because right. I got an A. You know what I'm saying? What if he didn't love me enough or to help me enough to make me go back and do it? Because he could have said, well, okay, you finish. But that wasn't the case. Right. They made sure that we had that knowledge. And so we had good teachers and guidance counselors and our advisors to where right. one of our advisors still come to when we have our class reunion, okay. you know, wow. they still come. And right. so we had those, but then I also, I had older brothers and sisters. I'm number seven out of eight. So uh -huh. I had all over other older <laughs> brothers and sisters. Right. So they were protective and you know what I mean? And so that right there, was also, you know, I had that. Right. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I think, too, what you said, there are a lot of things that happen that you know, can happen to when you're younger. And like you say, it takes that real love to say, hey, you know, I think you, you're, you're, you're good. I like where, where you're going. But these are some things that you can clear up. And, you know, I can say in my own career, I had some of the people that said, hey, Sterling, I like you, but you did this wrong. You didn't respond to this question or this scenario, right? Improve that. And then I can look back now and say, wow, thank you for that, that person that corrected me. Because if not, I would still been doing the same thing and losing out opportunities and not knowing why. So let's transition some. So you mentioned before that you've been at Hopkins now for 25 years. That's a long time. So talk about that. How did you got started there? And what do, what do you do at Hopkins? Um, I am now actually I work in the I'm a senior coordinator in the okay. Department of Otolaryngology, which is ear, nose and throat. Um, and I've worked in different departments or worked in our radiology department as a senior coordinator in our pet center where we do uh, positron and uh, missions tomography for whole body scan for cancer patients. Right. I've also worked in our adult ER, our PZR. Um, our imaging department, I kind of work like all over, right. but I actually worked two jobs for 10 years in the institution and was in school full time. So I would leave one, oh, go wow. to the other on, on the different campuses. But the thing about it was, is that I've learned in those 25 years from the journey of starting out in customer service for our EHP, our employee health plan, party okay. partners, which was in the Candler building, and then moving to different departments. Um, you learn in the journey of it, you have ups, you have downs, because nothing's right. perfect, it's perfect, it's life, but you learn how to balance, you learn how to adjust. But if you love what you do, and that's a passion and purpose of what you do, you'll keep moving forward. And so right. now here it is, 25 years later, I, I've been blessed to be one of the only employees that have won every single award oh, in wow. the institution here from the highest award, which is the right. Edward Halley Award. Out of 24,000 employees, they give w that award to one employee a year. Mm -hmm. And so being able to that in the second highest, which is the MLK and all the customer service awards. So that's a blessing to knowing that somebody's right. watching, you know, what you do and the patient care. And so even with you know, whatever ups and downs or your journey, but the good still always outweigh the bad. Right. Um, can you share some of the ups and downs that you experienced along the way? 
Oh, absolutely. Four years ago, I'll just say since that was recent, four years okay. ago, I was in another department taking a career move. It started out good. And <laughs> Lord and behold, it just took a turn when right. maybe 10 months into it, I was like, this is just not me. Yeah. And so I went to all three of my bosses, the, the administrator, the assistant director, and the director poured my heart out, shared my truth. They were fine. They did a letter because that you had to be in the position a year to transition out. Oh, okay. And so they did a wonderful letter. Next thing you know, the one boss, it just went from like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, they really, they weren't helping me. You know, right. and I still check up on them to this day because I don't hold stuff, but it was for also a learning experience. And so with that, you know, I was like, this is just not for me. And I've never felt in 25 years. Well, yes, now 25 years, but in over 20 plus years that I didn't want to go to that department. I didn't want right. to go to work. And it just started turning out, you know, that it was not going favorable. Mm because I didn't feel that until I had to call EOC, until I called the president at 4 a.m. Oh, absolutely. Right. But I have that rapport and relationship. But um, the thing about it is, is that you learn, you grow. But here's what I said. What did I learn in it? What did I apply? And what did I take away? What could I have done better? And a lot of times it's easier to shift the blame, but not self-examine. Right. I know I wouldn't take another job like that. I wouldn't care how much they was paying because that's not me. I learned a lot. Um, and if I had to do that, I know it, but I right. wouldn't because that's not a passion. And so right. I know that I would ask more questions, even if they didn't want to answer. And so it, it was a lot that I self-examined, but then right. I took away a lot of information and knowledge, you know, and now even if I did it here, because I still apply it to where I am now. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I think one of what you said was, you know, I think a lot of times in life we're not happy with something and we internalize that and we hold it in and that creates anger and frustration. But, you know, really telling your story, hey, this is how I feel. I think sometimes, you know, things can be alleviated sometimes if we just share how, how we're feeling. So uh, th thanks for sharing that. So uh, let's kind of fast forward to now. What are you doing now? What are you working on now? Um. Still at, still, of course, at Hopkins. Uh, like I said, I'm in, going back. I'll be back right. at school next month to carry business school, but I'm working on another book. Okay. Uh, I just released one, but I'm actually working on another book. And what was your first book called again? The title of your first book? My, my first book is called The Power of the Seed. Okay. Well, and then my second book. Uh, the power of the seed, it deals with the natural aspect and spiritual aspect okay. about the process, preparation, sowing of seed, okay. the whole right. sowing, the reaping, the nurturing. Okay. And from a farmer's perspective, from a natural to a biblical perspective for right. a believer. Okay. And so it helps you to understand that there's process. You've, you've got to make sure before you can seed, sow, and plant okay. Great. that you got to go through the necessary process. Right. Getting the ground ready before you can do all of that. And then it helps you understand that how powerful the seed is. And once it, all of it's said and done, then it's going to be a harvest of that right. which you're expecting. And so it, it's real powerful because it helps people even dealing in 
the financial area as a right. believer when we deal with seeding, we deal with sowing, we deal with tithing. And mm -hmm. so from the natural to the spiritual aspect, it helps you understand how powerful the seed is. Great. Awesome. All right. Okay. And you, your latest book you're working on is what's that um, about? That one. Well, I just released this one, which is my next season is due season. Okay. Which deals with it is kind of tied into that, right? Um, but this one deals with the shifting in our seasons as well as also deals with process preparation, okay. knowing that you cannot skip seasons and how to handle and how to endure from one season to the next, knowing that you cannot skip seasons. I've got to endure winter to get to spring, even though some days it may feel like yeah. it's spring, but yet spring starts, say on March the 20th, yet it feels like it's still winter. Right, okay. And so it helps you not to uh, get weary while I'm going from one season to the next, how to wait, right. how to that posture of waiting and not get weary or not get anxious, knowing that I have another season coming after this. Right, great. Um, how can someone uh, purchase those books? Are they on Amazon or how can somebody buy they're, those? Yeah, they're on Amazon, Barnes and okay. Nobles or or I tell people, if you just can't, they're in the libraries. <laughs> right. Okay, great. All right. And you said you're writing another, another book now? Other yeah, book? I mean, yeah, I have one that's actually uh, been reviewed now called okay. How to Handle Patient, How to Handle Patient and Endurance. Because okay. in life, most people say don't pray for patience, but life will teach you that. And so right. it helps you to understand dealing with the patience, dealing with the endurance. It's not how fast you won, but that you right. endure. It's not how you start, but how you finish. And so when you deal with this thing called patience, when you deal with this endurance, like with the turtle and the rabbit I use as an illustration, it wasn't how fast he was going. He just kept on going. Right. He focused on the finish line. He endured the race. He crossed the finish line. Too many mm -hmm. times we're trying to outrun the next, but yet it's the endurance. So it tells you how to just run this race with patience. Right. Okay. Great. All right. Um, so we have a segment that I like to call um, name. I explain that Graham. And what we do is uh, we go to your Instagram account. We pull a page, a picture, a post on that, and we have you explain it. So this picture is yourself. And I believe two of the speakers and you guys are having a good laugh. Tell me about this picture and what's going on in this picture. Well, that was when we finished shooting the first commercial for BSN, which is Black Speakers Network. Brian Oates is the CEO. And we had just finished shooting the commercial um, for BSN. And we come into the lobby and it was just at this moment. And I call it the million I the million dollar ideal where we okay. were brainstorming where we were coming together as one and in right. unity just bringing something to fruition and so we were captured just nothing scripted and okay. we just broke out into a laugh because it just was that kind of a day that we had and so right. i was telling it's the million dollar ideal <laughs> okay great well my next question that i ask every guest and it's kind of on the same i guess millionaire idea so we in this podcast right now, you go to your front door, you look down the ground, and you see a ticket uh, for $10 million. What do you do with that money? One, my first thing I would do is I would tithe. I would burn the mortgage on my house, my church, right. my pastors, and then I would invest. But I would talk with him because he's such a good person of financial. He teaches it. He's just anointed to do it and invest. Right. But 
And, and then not only that, I would build my business, which I have my coaching business, the Power of Influence coaching service. And so I would definitely retire from my job. <laughs> But I would bless and I, one of the things I would want to do is what I want to do and I am is build a shelter and to okay. be able to help those less fortunate. Right. Okay. All right. Great. All right. So um, tell everybody how can they contact you if they want to buy your book, if they want to book you for, for speaking, for services, how can people find you online and how can they contact you? Um, I am. Um, they can Google me because I am on there. Um, if you go to the library, look me up, Dr. Erica Holmes. My books are there. My bio is in there. They can uh, get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or contact me. They can go to Instagram, which is the power of the sea. Uh, not only that, they can go to LinkedIn, Eric Holmes. They can go to Twitter, um, Dr. Eric Holmes, or uh, Facebook, Eric Holmes. And they can reach me on all of the social media. Um, like I said, if they look in there, my bio's in there, or they can Google it. It is something on Google. Or if they go to Black Speakers Network to the directory, um, I am in the directory. Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, Dr. Holmes, thank you again for being on uh, the program and sharing your story and your, your journey as well. Um, before we end, is there one last thing, one word of encouragement you want to leave anybody with? If so, feel free to share that. Um, again, thank you, my awesome, amazing brother. I appreciate you, this platform. I appreciate you, man. And um, one of the things is I want to tell people, don't let your visions and dreams die and don't allow others to cause them to die. Don't even allow yourself to cause them to die. If you have a vision, if you have a dream, continue to work the vision and build the brand and live on purpose. Don't just exist, but live. Live on purpose. And whatever you do, quitting is not an option. Great. Thanks for that. Uh, thank you again for being on, on the program. Great information. So once again, this hearing from Dr. Dr. Holmes about his, his journey, about his wins, about what he learned, um, shared so much. It was inspirational as well. Um, so thanks for that. But once again, uh, this has been In the Black. And every Thursday here at 5 p.m., we are sharing stories of diverse entrepreneurs, sharing their challenges, their ups, their downs, but most importantly, how they build a profitable business. So we'll see you here again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Take care. Bye. Appreciate you, my brother. All right. We're good.